Welcome to Ocean Grove Camp Meeting Association's podcast. In Mark 16, 15, Jesus says, Go throughout the whole world and preach the gospel to every person. This good news sermon was given in the Great Auditorium in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. Visit OceanGrove.org to learn how we're fulfilling our mission to provide people of all ages with opportunities for spiritual birth, growth, and renewal through worship, educational, cultural, and recreational programs at the Jersey Shore. This message was delivered by Harold Dean Trulier in the year 2021. He will be returning in the year 2022 to lead us in camp meeting with several messages. We hope that you'll want to join us or listen in online to him and many others of our speakers. For more details, see our website at oceangrove.org. Welcome to worship in the great auditorium. We uh, welcome both you who are those of you who are online, and we trust that uh, what you get from this worship experience will just give you greater insight and encouragement to accomplish the Lord's purposes in your life, to respond to him, to understand him, to encounter him, to serve him all the more. And so we're grateful that you're here today. Those of you who are here in the midst of this wet, damp, rainy weather and risk going home um, with the rain coming down on your heads, you are the dedicated ones. You that are online in your dry, cozy, warm um, living rooms, you are the smart ones. And we are just so grateful for both groups of you that you have given this time, set aside this time this morning to seek the Lord. So we'll be doing that together. Well, we're delighted to have with us this morning the Reverend Dr. Harold Dean Trulier, who is Associate Professor at Howard University's School of Divinity. He teaches applied theology there. You notice it's not just straight theology, it's applied theology. And his students learn not only the basis of their faith, but how to live out their faith, how they're challenged to, to, to learn to incorporate it in their daily ministry, in their work out in the world. And he is also a uh, pastoral associate at the Faith and Grace Church, I'm sorry, Praise and Glory Tabernacle there in Southwest Philadelphia. He directs a national research and demonstration project called Healing Communities. And that mobilizes congregations to support those returning from incarceration by establishing family and social service networks. And that's where his heart is. He is, just has a deep yearning for the church to increase its effort and its advocacy for those that are incarcerated and those that have been involved with crimes in so many ways. He's authored over 100 uh, articles and reviews and essays, and he's also co-edited the book Ministry with Prisoners and Their Families, The Way Forward. Dr. Trulier has preached from this pulpit previously, but it's been a number of years now, and so we're delighted to have him back with us. Lord, we offer ourselves to you to build with us and to do with us as you will. Relieve us of the bondage of self that we may better do your will. Take away our difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those we would help of thy love, thy power, and thy way of life. May we do your will always, in Jesus' name, amen. 
What a privilege it is to be back at Ocean Grove. Uh, the first time I was here, I think my baby girl was five. She now has a six-year-old. <laughs> and um, I had three kids, now I've got seven grandchildren. Uh, it is, it is, this brings back memories and I sent pictures to all of my kids and they're jealous that they're not here. But I'm glad I'm here. And I'm glad you're here, and I'm grateful. For the hospitality shown by Natalie and all of the staff and leadership of Camp Meeting Association, it's, it's a privilege to be remembered. And I want to talk a little bit about being remembered this morning. And the scripture that the Lord has laid on my heart, I believe it's in keeping with your theme of being renewed by the Spirit, comes from Ezekiel 37. It's fairly familiar to most of us. It is the story of the dry bones. Allow me to read a portion of Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me. And breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says, My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you, and you will live, and I will sell you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. It's good to be remembered. And that's the starting point for this text. 
Because God doesn't send Ezekiel to the valley of the dry bones if God doesn't remember that the bones are there. God doesn't give Ezekiel this ministry of resurrection unless God remembers that somebody needs to be resurrected. God doesn't send Ezekiel into this seemingly impossible ministry, this seemingly impossible situation, this, this situation where hope is gone, unless God remembers that there are people who are living in that situation. I know you, 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 you think you came to church. You, you, you think you turned on the live stream. But you've been gathered this morning. We've been gathered this morning. We've been brought to this place because God remembered. God remembered you. Whatever it is that you're facing, I, I, I don't know, I'm not you, I'm, I'm not in your living space, but, but, but God is a God of remembrance. He, 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 he brings things into his presence. That's, that's what remembrance is. It's not simply a cognition of a reality. It's not just simply knowing that someone exists, but it's bringing them into his presence. And so God has gathered us today as, as, as dry bones waiting for Ezekiel to say, hear the word of the Lord. We've been gathered this morning in the midst of dryness and God sends God's person, God's man into this space of dryness. It's, Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and the spirit led me into the valley of the bones and they were very dry. That, that, that sounds strange to me. Why would the spirit of God lead somebody into a place of dryness? That's, that's not the spirit of God I want. I want the kind of spirit of God that takes me in the dry place and brings me to a good place. I can find the dry place on my own. I don't need God's help to find dryness. But that's where God takes the son of man, Ezekiel. He takes him to the dry place and has him walk back and forth amongst the dryness. He, he wants Ezekiel to experience the dryness. That, that, that's, that's a different place than where contemporary Christianity wants to go. Contemporary Christianity seems preoccupied with helping you get out of the dry place rather than experience the dry place. Sometimes God wants you to experience the dry place. It, it's a gift. I, I, I know experiencing the dry place is a gift because there was a time when I never experienced the dry place. You, you, you don't get what I'm saying. You know, I'll put it this way. Ocean Grove is a dry community. And, and I didn't experience the dry place. So when, when, when things got dry around me, I went to Asbury Park. Somebody figures out what I'm talking about. There's a gift to being able to feel. I was talking with another recovering addict one day, and he said, the good news is I can feel again. The bad news is I feel everything. 
But there's a gift in being able to feel everything. How, how do I know the good unless I experience the bad? How do I know the mountaintop unless I know what it's like to walk through the valley? How do I know the gift of joy unless I also know the gift of sadness? There's a gift to being able to walk around in the dry place and feel it and experience it. I remember after getting sober the first time I had a day off and, and I didn't know what to do. And, and, and I'm pacing back and forth. I, I didn't know what to do. I had the day off. And I called a friend of mine and, and I, I said, I, I have the day off. There's nothing to do. What do I do? She said, well, normal people do that all the time. That's the point. I'm not normal. Why don't you read a book? Why don't you talk to God? Why don't you just experience it? And I realize there's so many that in the dry place are forced to experience what it means to feel hopeless. My, my hopelessness was just a momentary situation, but the dryness in Afghanistan right now is devastating. The dryness in, in Haiti is overwhelming. The dryness of those dealing with the pandemic right in their faces. Parking garages and hospitals in Jackson, Mississippi being turned into outpatient boards because there are no beds left. Walk around in the dryness. The dryness of addiction. The dryness of incarceration, being locked up or having a son or a daughter or a grandson or a granddaughter locked up. I didn't experience that. I didn't expect this, but I experienced it. It's dry. And yet, that's where God sends Ezekiel. Because God remembers those who are in dry places. And God does not leave them without God's witness. He says to Ezekiel in the midst of this dryness, and, and, and maybe God has said this to you in the midst of your dryness. He says, son of man, can these bones live? Now, in, in, in the human economy, of interrogation that's a yes no question can these bones live yes can these bones live no but 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 God operates beyond that human economy of interrogation of interaction God 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 has a variety of answers that are possible that probably would have been presumption I know a whole lot of folks that when God asks them a question, they say yes out of presumption. That's really an assumption. They think it's faith. But it's faith masquerading as a false sense of confidence. It's the right answer. Yes, it's the right answer. Yes, it's the right answer. But it's not what I really feel. I say it because I've been programmed to say yes. Can these bones live? Yes. I'll even find some Bible verses that prove that they can live. But my heart's not there. I, but I can't say no. To say no is to be trapped in, in doubt. To say no is, is to be on a precipice about to leap into hopelessness. 
So Ezekiel says, God, you know, but, but you know what I love about that? When Ezekiel says, Lord God, you know, it means he's saying, I don't know. Why are we afraid to say, I don't know? It's okay not to know. Some of us are dealing with sickness. Are you going to get well? I don't know. It's going to happen in Afghanistan. I don't know. I don't think the president knows either. I don't think any president would know. Democrat, Republican, it's okay to say, I don't know. My child is sitting in detention in a jail cell, somebody said, and I don't know if he's going to be guilty or not guilty. I don't know. I got my vaccines. But, but, but now I've had to go back to my lexicon and pick up all these Greek letters that I haven't studied since I pledged a fraternity or a sorority. Because here comes Delta, here comes Lambda. At least hurricanes have names that I know. <laughs> Will I get sick? I don't know. Will wearing a mask help? It'll help, but will it keep me alive? I don't know. Does the person next to me have the virus? I don't know. Will my marriage survive? I don't know. But obviously it's all right to say I don't know because that's what Ezekiel is saying to God. Maybe that's why Proverbs says trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Why? Because you don't know. And it's okay not to know. And since you don't know, I hear God saying to Ezekiel, since you don't know, I'm going to give you something to do that if you thought you knew, you probably wouldn't do. See, one of the reasons that God can't move through us the way God wants to is that we, are, we already know what's going to happen. We already know. We've already figured it out. That's a dangerous thing when you figure it out. I, I've asked God to deliver me from figuring things out and move me into a place of discernment. Because once I stop figuring it out and stop trusting this, maybe I'll be able to hear the voice of God because God may give me something crazy to do. God may give me something to do that, that doesn't make sense in terms of my own history, in terms of my own biography. God may give me something to, to do that doesn't make sense in light of, of, of science, in light of, 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 of tradition. God may give me something to do that's crazy, like talk to bones, prophesy to the bones, that makes no sense. Except that Ezekiel has presented himself with such a humility, he's okay with not knowing. And so when God gives him direction, he's open to it. He can take it. He can hear it because he's thrown up his hands and says, I don't know. Lord God, you alone know. 
And so he begins to speak to the bones and, and he speaks faith, he speaks truth, he speaks the word. It says, hear the word of the Lord. He, he, he doesn't mimic something from a, a, a scientist or mimic something from a sociologist. He doesn't mimic something from the culture, mimic something from tradition. He speaks the word of the Lord. He's placed himself in a position to hear, and as someone who has heard, he is able to speak. He can, he can say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. He can say, cast all your cares upon God, because God cares for you. He can say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He can say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. He can speak truth, because he said, I don't know there's that gift of dryness then there's that gift of of not knowing and as he spoke as he was speaking the text says as as he was prophesying the bones began to come together sinew came on them and flesh and they stood up but something was missing and that's that's our theme this 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 summer Something was missing. They were organized. They had come together, but there was no breath, no wind, no spirit. It's all the same word in the Hebrew. It's the ruach. Be organized, but you can be organized and dead. Last time I went by the cemetery, everything was organized. All the rows, all the tears, everything was organized and everything was dead. Some folk can organize God out of anything. I'm not saying we don't plan, but we plan with discernment. We plan with humility because you don't know. We don't know, and so we need the Spirit, because even if you are aware of what the Bible says, I didn't say you know what the Bible says, but are aware of what the Bible says, the Bible can only be made real to us by the Spirit of God, so trying to read the Bible without the Spirit of God is basically giving you a whole bunch of information, but it's the Spirit that speaks the truth through Ezekiel. And God gives Ezekiel a second command. He's already told him something stupid, which is talk to bones. And now something that's equally audacious, talk to the spirit. You call on the spirit. I know some of us are waiting on the spirit. God says, stop waiting on the spirit and start calling on the spirit. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Well, 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 call while you wait. And as he calls on the Spirit, instead of simply being organized, they are now alive and they're an army. Because God doesn't rescue us out of our hopelessness. God doesn't rescue us out of our dry places. God doesn't rescue us out of our valleys just for the sake of rescue. But he rescues us so that we can do God's will 
and that we can be like a mighty, the mighty army that moves as the church of God. God redeems us. God remembers us. That's, that's the starting point. God had made a covenant with Israel. God was going to take care of Israel no matter what, even when they fall, even when they found the dry place by virtue of their own poor choices. The faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. God's remembrance leads Ezekiel to prophesy to them just as somebody, God brought you here today just to remind you that you are not forgotten. Your grandson in prison is not forgotten. Your daughter who's strung out on drugs is not forgotten. Your family member who's struggling through the pandemic is not forgotten. Those who are in the driest of places are not forgotten. And that's where God sends us when we get the benediction today into the dry places to let others know that they are not forgotten. Jesus discovered that because the cross was the driest place of all. Bleeding, stretched, whipped. He was able to declare in the driest of places on that cross, he was able to declare, Father, into thy hands. I commend my spirit. And three days later, the proof that he was not forgotten was the vindication of the resurrection. And we're here today because Jesus was not forgotten. And because Jesus is not forgotten, those of us who are in Christ are not forgotten. I don't care what your dryness is. I don't care how hopeless you are. There are no such, there's no such thing as a hopeless person. There's only a person without hope. But God, who sends Ezekiel into the dry places, but God, who remembers his people Israel in spite of the bad decisions that led them into the valley, but God sends Ezekiel's into your life and mine to let us know that we will rise. How? I don't know, but it's good not to know, because then God can do what God wants to do. Amen. And so, Lord, we thank you that you remember us, and how we're going to do this, how we're going to get out, we don't know. Deliver us from the presumption of yes and the hopelessness of no and give us the gift of not knowing, of being aware of our limitations and our need for you. Make us aware that it is in the driest of places, addiction, incarceration, pandemic, earthquake, flood, hurricane, Abandonment, divorce, separation, death. In the driest of places, 
you send your witness and that we like Ezekiel can call upon the Ruach, the Holy Spirit to breathe and there is life in Jesus name Amen And now unto you, who lives and reigns, even Jesus the Christ, and to you, our Father, who has done great things, and to you, the Spirit, that we bid you to come into our I don't knows, be glory, honor, majesty, and dominion, both now and forever, and God's people said, Amen. Amen. This message was delivered by Harold Dean Trulier in the year 2021. He will be returning in the year 2022 to lead us in camp meeting with several messages. We hope that you'll want to join us or listen in online to him and many others of our speakers. For more details, see our website at oceangrove.org. Thank you for listening. For more about attending a worship service in the Great Auditorium, additional programs offered by the Ocean Grove Camp Meeting Association, and social media links, go to oceangrove.org.